Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show, presented by Sling. It is time to talk college football playoff rankings. I'm here with Ari Wasserman. We have endured two overtimes, two overtimes in the Kentucky-Michigan State basketball game, which was further proof that college basketball should not start till January because basically the only reason anybody was watching the two overtimes was because they want to see the college football playoff rankings. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, you basically nailed it. Uh, yep. We yeah, were was, watching Toledo and Bowling Green, by the way. Toledo uh, uh, was favored by quite a bit in this game, and they are they are down by 13 points, but they are marching. Yeah, I was going to say, you were watching the game and giving me updates. Not even this could get me to watch college basketball right now. I got Toledo, uh, the I-75 rivalry over here, you know? Uh, that's, that's right. Ready to talk about some college football rankings and get into fights, because we already went down a, a college football playoff scenario in our heads that we were fighting with off-air that I wanted to get on the air. Well, let's do it because we're watching, we're seeing the committee room, we're seeing how many delicious cookies they get to eat. It's going to be a while before they start out. Well, I think they'll go quick because there is a Kansas-Duke basketball game that they have to get to. But we were talking about USC, and if USC wins out, and Ari said, you know, oh, USC's in if they win out. I was like, I don't know that USC would get in over Tennessee. No, I said that they, they would get, if they went out, and Utah beats Oregon and then USC beats Utah in the college football. I don't or, I mean, think in it the matters if USC is avenging it's, it's Utah loss or beating Oregon. Either one looks good either way. They're both good teams. But I think you could you could talk yourself into uh, the avenged loss scenario as viewing them as an unbeaten team to a certain no, extent. No. Uh, Utah lost to Florida, for God's sake. I mean, come on. Well, in fairness, Florida, when they turn it on, really turns it on. Well, uh, I mean, when they're playing, as South I found Carolina. out the hard way this past weekend, if you know what I mean. Oh, I yeah. see. So when when Des every time Watson, I, every single Des time Watson I looked at the box score, is, there is was running with that football. That, Des Watson, by the way. De, so you weren't on the show, and you'll have to explain why you weren't on the show mm -hmm. later in the show. But we talked a lot about Des Watson running the ball yesterday, and I explained the math of listed weights for defensive linemen that if you are listed as being 285 pounds, that you are actually 265 pounds. And if you are listed as 415, as Desmond Watson is, then you are actually 435. Turns <laughs> out I was wrong. Yeah. Billy Napier said he's actually 440. Jeez. But, did you, but the man looked natural running with the ball, and he went down because he thought he was going to fumble. So I ball appreciate awareness. Ball security, baby. It's job security. Yeah. I ain't He's my favorite player in college football, just so you know. Absolutely. Who? Why wouldn't he be? I don't know how a human being could block that man. I, I don't think it happens What is it, leverage? In the what is it, game. leverage? Do you well, get lower? No, <laughs> you get lower, but you're going to stale. Like, the best you can hope for is a stalemate. I mean, maybe a double team, you could move him a little bit. But the best you can hope for is a stalemate. Now, if if the guy on your other side, like, let's say you're you're trying to open a hole. Let's say you're the right guard. 
you double him with the center and let's say the right tackle, you know, kicks the guy out. You probably have a hole as long as you stalemate at Dez. But if Dez like bowling balls you back into the the mesh, I mean, God only knows what's going to happen. Um. So on prospects to pros, how do we view this guy? Uh, I believe work in progress, but I I think he's going to be an NFL player. Uh, it's, you know, probably situational, probably like a Jordan Davis type, but not drafted as high as Jordan Davis, but that type of guy who plays like a lot of first downs. Yeah. I didn't know if this was like a person that was, uh, morphing into a top 15 pick because he's so, so massive. He's and incredibly so agile. athletic. Like yeah. he's incredibly athletic for, for his size. And so we'll, we'll see what they, you know, what he does with his body as he gets closer to, to NFL time. He's a sophomore right now. So it, it's still, he's got some time, but it's, it's going to be fun. And Again, I like this. We're on the college football playoff reaction show, the rankings reaction show. That hasn't happened yet. It hasn't even started yet. But we're talking about a team that has no chance of making the college football playoff, wouldn't even make a 12-team college football playoff because this has just been that fun of a season. Like, you got 440-pound dudes running with the football. I wonder what the NCAA record is for heaviest person to score a touchdown. So good. Did Aaron Gibson ever score one when he played offensive line at Wisconsin? Did they make it? Did they have a play for him? D- uh, Daniel Falalele might have scored it at Minnesota. They might have run something for him. What were the weights on those guys? So Daniel Falalele was like six nine four hundred, and he's in the NFL now. And Aaron Gibson was was over four hundred as well. He was he was the offensive tackle at Wisconsin who was four hundred pounds and could do a split. That's terrifying. <laughs> Unbelievable. But yeah, yeah. The, so, but Billy Napier did say that next year, if at any point Florida's defense is top 10 in total defense and scoring defense, that they will, they will put in defensive linemen in the goal line package. Uh, question in the chat from, from CKNP, did Fridge Perry score at Clemson back then? I, I can't remember if they had any goal line plays for him at Clemson. They certainly did when he was a Chicago bear. The thing is though, the fridge would be like an average size. NFL yeah, I was going to say, how much did the fridge actually weigh? 285 back then? Like, like, I don't even... He was like 330. He was big. Yeah, 330 but, is still big, yeah. But but that's an average NFL D-tackle or guard, right? Well, not an average D-tackle, but it's definitely an average guard yeah. in the NFL now. Yeah. Yeah, the sizes of, of these guys is clearly, you know, much bigger. But the thing that's so crazy to me is that they're he even was, more he athletic. Was, he was 350. He was 335 when he Okay. Played. So maybe I undercut him a little bit there, but the athleticism that's coming with the guys. Oh, this size. T-Boo Baybear. I hope this is actually T-Bob Baybear and he's just calling himself T-Boo Baybear. But Baylor's Laquan. I should know this. I wrote a feature for Sports Illustrated on Laquan McGowan. I went out to the, the place. He, he grew up on a boy's ranch about 40 miles from Amarillo like right next to the New Mexico border, way out in West Texas. And how I, I forgot, but he, yeah, he, they played him at tight end and he definitely. That's what I love about doing the live show. Uh, because we can crowdsource to very smart listeners. He scored uh, a touchdown in the cotton bowl against Michigan state. I remember that. Yeah. Brandon Edwards, if UCLA and Oregon are still top 15, why on earth would Tennessee get an over champion USC? Uh, well, 
I believe Alabama and LSU will be higher in the top 15 than UCLA and Oregon. So you're going to get I guess there is a path that, to that, that USC won't even have to play Oregon, which there might is. be tough for them. USC might have to play. But if USC plays Utah again, it's, it's kind of the same deal. I know, but what about the sexiness factor? Okay, the rankings are coming out, Andy. All right, 25 Cincinnati, 24 NC State, 23 Oregon State, 22 Another quality Oklahoma win for State. USC there. Yeah, Tulane. Yeah, yeah, Oregon State. That's right. That that is a quality, and and I think Oregon State, they might lose to Oregon, but I think they might still wind up ranked at eight and four, depending on on how that yeah. goes. Yeah, they got to win this week though. Oregon State again, Jonathan Smith, miracle worker. That's a tough job, man. Yeah, no, no kidding. Tulane still stayed in the top twenty. 25. So Oregon State's got their- Arizona State this week, so they they can definitely win this week. All right, twenty UCF. 19 Florida State, 18 Notre Dame, 17 Washington, 16 UCLA. So that's where UCLA fell four spots to 16 with the loss to Arizona. Yep. That's not not that big of a drop in comparison to like what actually happened there, right? uh, Yeah, I thought it would be a little bit more. But so, I mean, if they beat USC, then they're not going to rise up to where USC is now. But I would imagine they get fairly close. Yeah, Notre Dame creeping their way back up into the ass clown rankings here, bud. That's exactly right. <laughs> Washington. Notre Dame's going to finish spots. number eleven. Yeah. Washington beating Oregon. It, it's interesting because it feels like nationally we forgot about Washington after they lost to Arizona State, but they're in the thick of things now. Their their Pac-12 title game chances rely on Utah losing to Colorado, so they're not much there. Fifteen K State, fourteen Ole Miss, thirteen North Carolina. There, I think there's your cut line for teams that can make the playoff right there. Yeah, uh, Oregon dropped to 12, and Penn State is up three to 11. Do you think North Carolina is underranked here, or do you think it's just a matter of no great wins? They don't like, have great wins. I just don't know why North Carolina would be behind I mean, Penn State and Oregon. They right were now. so close. I, I mean, they probably should have lost to Appalachian State. They played a really close game against Georgia State. They've not been overwhelmingly great. Like they've been in games with teams. Their only loss is to another top twenty-five team, though. I know. I, and you've got teams that are ranked or ahead of them that have lost twice. Both of which, right here at uh, twelve, Oregon and eleven, Penn State, who got their brakes blown off. Uh, I don't know. I think that's a little bit that's off to me. Well, Penn Penn State's an interesting one too, because what's Penn State's best win? I don't even know if they have a good win. They're going to go ten and two, but they may go ten and two without a great win. They beat Auburn, right? I don't know. Yeah, but that's not a good win. Auburn's yeah, got I don't know. Four wins. Utah's at number ten. Okay. So, if Utah beats Oregon, USC would have an opportunity to to have a very, you know, they'd be playing like the number eight team in the Pac-12 title game. Yeah, I think that's kind of crazy that North Carolina is behind Penn State. Their best wins at Purdue this year. Okay. See week one, yeah, they, hey, that, they beat, that might they beat be, Minnesota too. That might well Big Ten West potential champs Minnesota and Purdue. They are in the mix. Yeah, Clemson goes up one spot to number nine. I thought that was a nice bounce back for them against Louisville. They, they yeah yeah they controlled that game from start to finish. Yeah, not, I never and they got they got Cade Klubnick some snaps when it wasn't a super pressure situation. So there you go, Tyron. Fetterman, it's criminal what they're doing to UNC. But they're the they're underranked. If they beat Clemson, they're going to be ranked higher. But clearly, the committee does not respect the ACC. 
I think yeah, I mean, but they've like made you, that pretty clear. I've been the one driving the UNC still alive for the playoff bus, and it looks like even so, like I have to second guess that, even if they beat Clemson and win the ACC. Bama's at eight. Yeah. Um, it just seems like a really tough road ahead. It does. I mean, for, for Clemson or for North Carolina, because I, I think they're interchangeable. But, like, why is North Carolina that many spots behind Clemson? I have no idea. And the only and it's like they don't even have a really bad loss. Their loss now is getting better and better. Right. I just I just think they're the committee looks at that defense ranking and is like, well, you know, there's no way they'd survive playing good team after good team. But UNC did get their butts kicked when when Notre Dame was in shambles, though. Exactly. Exactly. They they were the get right game for Notre Dame's offense. Yeah, so, and it's like maybe the committee's just like, we know that North Carolina's defense is going to give up 55 points to whoever they play if they're competent, and that's not, and that's too much for us to look past. Well, but like most, if they're looking past the flaws of the teams that are ranking, ranked ahead of them, I think that North Carolina has a better resume. The most go ACC thing that could happen right now is either Clemson lose to South Carolina and then win the ACC title, or North Carolina lose to NC State, which just lost to Boston College, and then go beat Clemson for the ACC title. I mean, if North Carolina beats NC State and Clemson, you know, that that makes the resume a little bit better. But Miami stinks. Virginia Tech stinks. You know, Pitt didn't have the year that they were supposed the to have. Like they have bad. no, they have yeah. no wins. Yeah, I mean, they played Georgia Tech this week. That they gave up forty two points Tech in a quarter. Yeah, beating Georgia Tech doesn't help anything. Yeah. So yeah, the resume there is going to be kind of weak. Yeah. So I mean, that's. That's why it's just a lack of respect for the ACC. They're, now they're, they're doing the thing again where they they found the pressure point. It's number seven, so we're not going to see seven till the end. Georgia's number one. I know everybody everybody acts surprised. Ohio State is number two. TCU or Michigan at number three? What do you think? Uh, I still think it's going to be Michigan. It is still yeah. Michigan, which means TCU is going to be number four. It's just that there's no reason to move this stuff around. Well, Everybody, you know, Ohio State are going to play. You can drop yeah, one below TCU. But if you TCU want to had the, the best win of the weekend by far. So you know that might have. I think it just goes uh, to show you what they think right now about those two conferences. Yep, TCU at number four. So <clears throat> that means USC's in the top seven here. Striking distance, you're fighting on, or you are fighting on. Yeah, striking distance. So Tennessee will be five, right? Um, I, I believe Tennessee will be will be will be five. Very interested to see if USC will be six. So they are really milking this for all it's worth. Tennessee is your number five team, as expected. Do we get a commercial break before we get to C six? Come it's on. The most dramatic season of the college football playoff ever. <laughs> yeah, it's LSU or USC. LSU was ahead of USC last week. LSU underwhelmed at Arkansas. And USC beat up on Colorado. Did they flip them? Did they flip them? All right, man. Let's go. Ah. <laughs> uh, Come on, Ari, you got to milk a little drama out of this. Yeah, well, I mean, we we got two overtimes. We did. We did get um, two overtimes. Yeah, and I just like I think too, like if, if USC does jump up to number six, that that is more of an illustration of maybe being closer than you're giving them credit for right now. They're still behind Tennessee, but they have more. 
ground to make up from the wins that are ahead of them still. But, and they could they Oh, LSU's number six. Whoa. Ah, up a spot after barely beating Arkansas with no starting quarterback. That was the grab ass game of the century. USC number seven. Yeah. Okay. USC is number seven. So Tennessee. Okay. So USC has an opportunity to get three more good wins, though. Yeah. I think that's the most interesting discussion right now because I think we could basically pencil in Tennessee as being number five going into the final rankings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and really, what I'm looking at here. Unless TCU drops a game, it kind of looks like this is going to be the top five going into Thanksgiving weekend, right? A week from now, I still think it's going to be this. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. All right, let me let me throw this out here. Everybody's playing this weekend among these teams. Trying to find an upset in there somewhere. Who has the who has the greatest potential of losing? TCU, without question. They're playing Baylor on the road. They're playing Baylor. Yeah. They're not favored by much. Baylor looked bad in that second half against K State. Like K State took control. And Baylor is so weird, though. If Baylor, I know on they, all look, cylinders, they look good the yeah. previous couple weeks, and I just they're only so, two and a half point favorites. It's a rivalry game. Yeah, I mean, I think it's possible. Like every week is going to be the week. Is this the week that TCU loses? Like that's the right. whole thing. So, um, all right, but me, like Tennessee throw, isn't losing this, this weekend. You. If TCU loses, who's ranked higher? If, T- if TCU loses and USC beats UCLA, who's ranked higher next week? USC, without question. Is it without question? I think TCU would drop out of the top 10 if they lost. Really? Yeah. Uh, no respect for the depth of the Big 12 from you. I don't think there's any respect from the committee. Like The only way they put them up there is with no choice. Where was TCU ranked the, the inaugural rankings? Weren't they like number nine? Yeah, but but I feel like they've proven something the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think they have too, and then it'll go out the window if they lose to Baylor. Jeez. Well. Yeah, no, I th- oh, I don't even think that's a good discussion what? point. You know, I, I do think that uh, USC is in much better shape than you think they're in, and it annoys me. And I don't know if this is just wishful thinking on my part, but like, damn, I feel like they are okay. two results away from controlling their own destiny. Okay, so let us assume that you and uh, USC wins three games in a row here and wins the Pac-12. Yes. And let us assume that TCU is making the playoff, so that spot's out. And let us assume that the Ohio State-Michigan winner is not going to make the playoff. So the loser, we're, we're, you mean. Yeah. Or, right, Ohio State-Michigan loser. So let us condense it down to... Let's say there, there's the four spot and the five spot, and you got USC and Tennessee. Yeah. Take the names off. What are USC's best wins? Uh, it would be Utah. Mm-hmm. Which would be a top 10 team. Avenging its previous loss, too. Yep. Um, UCLA, Oregon okay. State, okay. and Notre Dame. So UCLA is going to drop when they lose to USC in our scenario. I don't necessarily believe that that USC is going to lose to UCLA. I think, or is going to beat UCLA. I think I think UCLA might actually win this game. But for the purposes of our little exercise here, USC has beaten UCLA, which drops them to what seventeen, eighteen. They they will have beaten Utah as a top ten team. Utah will settle somewhere like eleven, twelve. Uh, Notre Dame will have lost to USC, and that'll put Notre Dame around what in twenty. 21, probably, yeah. 21. Okay. 
Tennessee will have beaten LSU, which will be coming off of a blowout loss to Georgia. Okay, but but that loss is in the SEC championship game. Yeah, but it'll be ugly in in the SEC championship game. Yep. Okay. So t- LSU will be in the top ten. I can't tell which way you're leaning already. By the way, so L- <laughs> LSU will be in the top ten. So maybe, maybe not, depending on what that game looks like. Alabama will be in the top ten. We know that. Yeah. And then who else? Who else of Tennessee's vic- victories will be in the top twenty-five at that point? Well, here's the thing that you're not adding to the into the equation is. Tennessee got their brakes beaten off <laughs> in their loss. Like mm-hmm. they, they they got killed by so, the number one team. Yes, they did. But like they're and, and USC's loss will be the most emotional night in the history of college football, maybe for Utah uh, on the road, and they will have beaten that team on a neutral site on indoors. And the thing that I think we also have to take into account too is that mm-hmm. the committee will and does fall in love with Jordan Addison and Caleb Williams. Like they have like the sexiness to now, it. And that, so if the that pro- happens, the committee's picking Tennessee. Well, I actually, the, the funniest thing about it is, is that I think that Tennessee is better than USC. I'll tell you what, if so the, like if, if, that, if that scenario happens and the committee picks USC, I'll give you a thousand dollars. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I mean, like hey, that's, it's, it's Sam and Max. Did, he, did they figure <laughs> it out? What's up, boys? Yeah, we, we got, got it. We got it. I hey, had Andy, a we, uh, technical difficulty, but will I you get it these out. guys, the peanut gallery, their opinion. Yeah, Sa- Sam, Sam Con Jr. and Max Olson joining us now. You listen to them on Sam and Max. They have the best guests in the world. They had Sonny Dykes on the show last week talking TCU, and then TCU whooped up on Texas, which isn't back. All right, guys, we need you to settle this for us. Hey, it's not so Be- fast. Before, I think they might, they're on the way. Okay. Before, before we get into the TCU conversation, so Ari and I have, have we're, we're, we've created a hypothetical. So USC wins its next three games, and this could be a win against Utah in the, in the Pac-12 title game or a win against Oregon. I feel like either one is going to be a, a fairly good win against a team that will probably land around number 12. And then they'll have beaten Notre Dame. They'll have beaten UCLA. Let's say it comes down to Tennessee and USC for the fourth spot. Tennessee is 11 and one. They've not, they don't lose to Vanderbilt or South Carolina, obviously. And then USC is the 12 and one Pac 12 champ. Who does the committee pick? I think it's USC. Max's audio is not working. I don't think I can't hear you th- him. You think it's USC? <laughs> I think it's USC. Nobody can make I, their audio work tonight. I think it's USC. And Matt, Ari, you you sat through this mock selection thing, so you you'll get this. And Andy, I know has too, although it's been a while. But the fact that they value conference championships, but I they think don't. Is what they've never shown that they've they've never actually shown that, not once. Over, but if it is over, a tie, over, over a non-champ, I think over a non-champ. Not once. If, the only time the only time the it happened, the non-champ was number three, Ohio State in 2016. Here's the, here's the problem. And then it, it came down to two conference champions, Pac-12 champ Washington and Big Ten champ Penn State for the four spot, and they picked Washington. And that's the problem because I think that everybody, if you gave them the truth serum, the Andy Staples show patented truth serum, um, would say that Tennessee is better than USC, who, right? Who won? Like, hey, Ari, Ari, help yeah. me with this. Who won the Who won the Big Ten in in two thousand seventeen? Uh, Ohio State, Penn State. Where they finish in the final rankings? Oh, it was Penn, Ohio State. Ohio State in seventeen. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't remember the number, but I think it was out. Yeah, they finished number five. Who finished number four? I don't know. Remember. You know uh, I, I don't know that these was, things. that uh, was SEC West runner-up Alabama. Yeah, but what was Ohio State? Not State's? once in the history of this thing has winning a conference title actually mattered to the committee. Not once. Yeah, I don't think the conference titles where I would hang my hat on. I think my hanging my hat on would be avenging the loss because I think that's very interesting. But it's not, and I think that we're playing their best football have, at the end of the have year. Better wins. I'll tell you one thing. I know this for sure. With a thousand bucks on the line, if that's the scenario at the end of the year, you're not going to be whistling going into that show. Okay, so you're you're going to be you're going to be on the edge of your seat with the rest of us. And uh, the the problem I will say here, Sam, that we have is. Yeah, and 17 Ohio State had two losses. So, like, that's not even a good comparison. That's, um, the thing, that's my thing is if it's one loss, two one loss teams, and one's mm-hmm. got one additional win, which is a conference champion I, over a I'm telling you, the committee winner, will just pick the team they think is better. But the, the problem, be if I can just say this, is that I think all four of us, and I'll speak for Max too, but we probably think that Tennessee is a better football team than USC, right? And the committee will. And the too. committee will see that too. So, that's the thing that gives me pause. But I am obsessed with the notion that if you avenge your loss, you beat three teams that are ranked in a row, all these things at the end. Nick <laughs> Terry asked if, if my truth serum would be called ass juice, and of course it would. Of course. For those who don't know, for those who might be new to the pod, I have a theory on how number four should be picked. The way you pick number four is you kidnap the, the coach of number one. Like, put a bag over his head, bring him to an undisclosed location. You shoot him up with true serum, which I'm assuming exists somewhere. You know, these all these top-flight research universities have access to stuff, to stuff. So you grab Kirby Smart, you throw a bag over his head, and you go, Kirby, Tennessee or USC, who would you rather not play? And when he goes, Tennessee, you go, thanks, Tennessee's number four. I can't believe that hadn't caught on yet. It's so promising. It's the yeah. best way to decide these things. My my truth serum is usually a gun to your head with your life on the line, so his is a little bit more uh but why are these yeah. all so violent? My, I don't know. I, I also like I'm just getting thrown in a van with a bag on your head. <laughs> you know, we're gonna Ari, waterboarding like, next. Ari, you did the mock this year, so you know the protocols of all this stuff. I've done the yeah. mock too. So I know that this stuff is not in writing, it's not in any of the books and binders. But to me, I also kind of default sometimes to thinking that these guys are putting on an event, you know? And I think when when it comes down to it sometimes in a decision like that, do you really want to leave out the potential Heisman winner of your event when it comes down to it between two two teams that you think are both very exciting? Are you talking about Caleb Caleb Williams? Are you talking about Hunter by this this point? (laughs) But at at the end of the year, that could be completely swapped. Yeah, I I don't know. I I really... And maybe I'm Pollyannish here. I don't think they think about that because actually, if you're thinking about that, if you're if you're doing it in terms of your event, I think your event probably does better if you because you already have a team from the deep south. Like I'm not talking team from out west. I know you can easily look a hole in what I'm saying. And also, like for the event, I think that USC would be the more. We don't want to watch Tennessee and Georgia play again. Like we don't know what's going to happen. Like I'd rather watch a new team. Sorry, I don't know how to break. I don't know how to break this to you. I know exactly what'll happen if if it's Georgia plays USC. I know, but at least it's a new thing. You want to see it? I know how the Bachelor is going to end. Doesn't mean I want to watch last season. Like you know, like I, you know, they're going to break up. Okay, woo! I, I want to yeah. watch the new one. Here, here's uh, the other thing. Here's the other thing I would take into consideration with this is 
and this is why I picked USC in this scenario, is USC's got a ranked UCLA mm-hmm. and a ranked Notre Dame, and then a, ostensibly a ranked whoever they play in the past. That gauntlet is the is the one argument I will buy. Like yeah. them going through that gauntlet at the very end of the season, yeah. I will buy looking that awesome argument. While Tennessee sexy. gets to play South Carolina and Vanderbilt. And wasn't Jordan right. Addison out of and the And if Utah they're doing game? some of this stuff without, right, without Travis he, Dye, without got hurt uh, in Mario Williams, game. Eric Gentry. Yeah. What quarter was it? Late. Oh, okay. Because he's back. I don't yeah. know. I'm just, you know, just trying to, you know, think outside the box here. I like Craig Smith. Let's watch a different car crash into the brick wall. This is Georgia front seven. Yes. I mean, isn't that kind of, that's to me, I'd rather just watch the new experience. Let's talk TCU. We've got Sam and Max on. They they had Sonny Dykes on the show last week. Sam was at the Texas TCU game this past weekend. I feel like TCU has proven it can win in multiple ways. If you listen to the show a lot, you know that I love teams that can beat you in a shootout and beat you in a rock fight and beat you however you want to play. Is that what this TCU team is? Yeah, hundred percent. It's that's the thing that when the first rankings came out that Boo Corgan had talked about is that they trailed and they didn't have balance because it was all offense. And guess what? They've gone out and done the last two weeks. Their defense has gone out there and dominated. They, uh, they dominated Texas Tech, and they dominated Texas pretty well, too. And granted, Texas's defensive front gave TCU all it can handle, but you look at the way they won that game, that was a knockdown dragout fight, and, and they were able to wear them down and then run the ball in the second half and put them away. Uh, so I, I was really impressed, and they really can. They can win that way. They can win with special teams, too, because they got one of the best returners in the country, Darius Davis. So any way you want it, they'll give it to you. It's kind of unbelievable like how resilient this team is in year one with a new staff and after four years of mediocrity, basically, what the TCU had gone through. Like I remember when talking with Sonny Dykes this summer about what he thought of this team this year, and he he thought just like if they had some adversity this year, don't know. Things might go south because you just don't know uh, after what these guys have experienced kind of how they're going to respond to stuff. And, I mean, obviously the season's gone way better than anybody expected for year one, but – they're a really talented team, and, and yeah, like like Sam said, I mean, what they did to Texas's offense, and I know you can you can pin that on Sark, you can pin that on Quinn Ewers and all the mistakes they made, but how many teams in this playoff field are going to hold B. John Robinson under thirty yards or if, Texas well, under I you mean, know? We under saw Alabama yards. play Texas, and obviously Alabama is not going to make the playoff, but we recognize that Alabama is a good team. Yeah, they had a tougher time with Texas than TCU did at For Texas. Sure. For sure. So they that's a team that I think in, in November now has a little bit more confidence that their defense can carry them through a game, and that's what they did for, for 60 minutes last week. Can I ask the million-dollar question to our experts here? Absolutely. I'm, just, I'm a dumbass. I don't know what I'm talking about, right? But are they going to lose this weekend or not? Like, like they're two-and-a-half-point favorites. They're going on the road. Like, is the, is the train coming off the tracks this weekend? It's entirely possible because Baylor – Baylor's been so hard to pin down this year because – They've been so up and down. They 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 had the rough loss early against uh, BYU, and then they strung together some wins the last three weeks. Uh, before before this loss to K State, they had run for over two thirty in three weeks in a row. And I thought, wow, they they might end up messing up the Big Twelve championship race, and then they go out and lay an egg against K State. So I can't pin them down, but they're definitely good enough on the lines of scrimmage to certainly screw this up for TCU. I, it's weird. I kind of thought the trap would have happened already for TCU. I thought it was going to be, um, you know, potentially West Virginia or Texas Tech, and 
those games are close in some ways. But um, once they got past those, and then they got past Texas. Like, I don't know, Baylor. Like, you, if you turn on their worst games this year, you'd say Baylor cannot play with this TCU team. And then you turn right. on a few others, and you'd say they're going to run the ball. They're going to be good on you know third and short. They're going to make this competitive and make it a four quarter game. And this would be a week, especially if Quentin Johnson's a little bit closer to fully healthy. Like, this would be a week where TCU could make a really big statement just by handling this game. Well, let's hear what Boo Corrigan, the NC State Athletic Director, who's the chair of the selection committee, let's hear what he had to say about TCU. This is on ESPN tonight. Yeah, you, you, you're looking for improvement, right, during, during the course of the year and for their defense to give up three points. Uh, obviously, the other touchdown was a scoop and score um, by Texas. But as you look at the, the whole package again, they continue to improve. They've earned the opportunity to be in the top four, and we have them number four. Uh, we're watching the games. We we know exactly how Texas scored. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. And I just want everybody to know, too, that's in our comments right now. They do watch the games. So everybody from Knoxville who's acting like Tennessee didn't get their doors blown off. The committee knows what happened. So, I yeah, I mean, well, literally everybody yeah. watched that game. That was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, the final score was a 14 yeah. point margin. Here, here, here's another one for Tyron Fetterman. People fall into rankings traps. Who is to say Bama and LSU are better than UCLA and Utah if, UCLA, if USC beats them? Bama and LSU have just, just had the benefit of being ranked higher because of conference. Actually, who is to say it? The committee. That's literally their job. Like, they put numbers in front of the teams for a reason. And so they are telling us that they think Alabama and LSU are better than UCLA and Utah. Like, they they did that tonight, and they will continue to do that. But nobody wants to respond. To that. I, th- I think you said it pretty well. I don't, I don't know that I can. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I, just, true. I was just like, they, they who are the could ones possibly say, say that other than the body that has been charged the with saying people that. in that room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. No, that you're you're right. It's it, it is all subjective. It's a subjective process. That's yes. That's the end of the day, and so nobody's going to ever agree on. The top four, the top six, or the top ten. I just want to give everybody sure, in the comments some ass juice. Give them some ass juice. Your life's on the line with some ass juice in your neck. Who are you putting out there on Georgia? You're going to put Tennessee back out there, I guess, or are you going to you know, put some other team like Utah? Change out there? it I don't up. Know. Let's, see it. Yeah. Let's see some different colors in this It's going to be the same train wreck. It just might be nice to see different colors. But Hey, I, I, I don't think you guys have done this yet, I'm guessing, and I can't resist a chance to just troll Ari on oh. this conversation. Oh, okay? boy. Here we go. Oh, boy. Hey, Ari. <laughs> I don't know if you kind of went through the rankings tonight and kind of sorted it out a little bit. How excited are you going to be when we get number 11 Penn State at number six, Tennessee in the twelve-team playoff, oh, you get number nine, Clemson at number eight, Alabama in the in the twelve-team playoff. <laughs> we did this. Last I'm not going. Week, I'm, I'm, so honestly, I'm not doing the three-on-one thing. You know, because how about, how about I'm, UCF I'm, at Michigan? <laughs> how the rating is going to be for UCF at Michigan? Oh no, everybody will watch those games. It'll be awesome to see who can finish fifth that year. <laughs> I mean, I think Michigan will beat Ohio State, so I should say UCF at Ohio State. How yeah, fired yeah. up are Ohio State fans going to be? They're going to be fired up. <laughs> They're going to be so fired up when the pain from losing the Michigan game doesn't really matter that much other than pride. Uh, just a trophy. <laughs> it's whatever, just a, yeah. it's just a, do they even have a trophy? I don't know. Do they? I think it's just pride. It's, and, it's and, the Big Ten trophy. Yeah, the, it's <laughs> the Big Ten. It is oh, yeah. funny if you actually yeah. look at the way the season's <laughs> setting up right now. Ohio State plays Maryland, and I can't remember who Michigan plays this week, but they play another team. Illinois. Illinois. They should just, Illinois. Cancel, they should just cancel those games. 
because the results of those games in the fourteen playoff don't matter because whoever wins. Oh, and uh, the no, no, why no. Why are they even playing those games? The Illinois Michigan game matters a lot because if Illinois yeah. were to beat Michigan, Illinois would be back in control of of the Big Ten West race. When Michigan beats Illinois, more than likely. The, then all control is lost and no one controls anything. God, if Illinois beat Michigan, that would be something. It would It would be... I a, wonder what the spread is. Is that 30? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be the first round playoff games you were just talking about. <laughs> How do you not know what the spread is? Are you, aren't, aren't you the, the uh, local degenerate? I actually degenerate? got absolutely wrecked on Saturday and Sunday. It's 18. Week, so I'm taking the Michigan's week off. Fa- yeah. Michigan's favored 18. by 18. 18. Okay. Yeah. 30 was an exaggeration. <laughs> these lines was- brought to you by our friends at BetMGM. We'll be right back after these words. Let, let's hear what Boo Corrigan had to say about USC now. That I, I'm very curious to hear. This is, this is on the ESPN broadcast earlier tonight. What is the committee's evaluation of USC and its schedule and what they've accomplished up to this point relative to their strength of schedule? You know, they've continued to win games. They have the one loss. Uh, at Utah in, in um, a two-point conversion, I believe it was 43-42, in, in a really emotional game, if you remember back to that game, uh, at Utah. And, again, that's a, the one loss that they have, the one blemish they have. They got the win over Oregon State and have continued to win, continued offensively, scoring 40-plus point, points a game, uh, having over 500 yards a game, and, and that really drove the day for them to be number seven. So there you go. Now, that's a lot of point. That's, there's a lot of we don't like the defense in in the subtext there, which I think is obviously going to be the thing that probably trips them up at some point in the next three weeks. But again, and I said, this is the one argument for USC I'll buy. You get through this gauntlet, you're going to have to play some good defense at some point. And it probably isn't just going to be like yeah. picking Oregon State off four times like they did. It's- like it. You're going to have to stop. And that's why nobody in the Pac-12 has gotten to the Pac-12 championship in the playoff era undefeated in the conference because you play grab-ass defense all year. Eventually, you're going to get hit, you know, and it's just like I think that USC is actually going to lose on Saturday. That's a T-shirt right there. (laughs) You play grab-ass defense all year. Eventually, you're going to get hit. Yeah, you're going to get hit or clipped, whatever you however you want to put it. Like, I just don't know if you can make it through an entire conference (laughs) schedule Allowing the other no. team to move the ball. Ari, no Ari, defense Andy, can we just we, we need it? We need a T-shirt for Ari that says everybody has a plan until they get grabbed in the ass. Dudes everywhere. <laughs> grab ass on the back. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say, Max? I was going to say, so if we have a scenario where Notre Dame has beat Clemson, North Carolina and USC, where does that put, put them in the playoff? The, where does that put them in the wins nexus? Are they number one in the wins nexus if they oh, do that? Clear number one. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're in the playoff probably in two years from now. Uh, but I, I think that we need to talk more about North Carolina because I think this is a very interesting dynamic well, too. I, I I've got a I've got a thought exercise because I'm realizing I keep saying Tennessee will have better wins. You can make the argument that USC would in that scenario. I want to figure out, is there anybody from Tennessee's schedule that could come back into the rankings? I, I have some theories about possibilities, but I'm not sure it's even possible. Because like when, when the season ends, we could see USC with wins over a ranked Notre Dame, Utah, could be or, Utah or Oregon. It's going to be one of those two in this scenario. 
um, and UCLA, and maybe Oregon State. We're assuming Oregon will beat Oregon State, but we we shouldn't make that assumption. They and they could both be ranked. So you got those guys, and and remember the committee values its own rankings quite a bit. So that that top twenty five for them matters. Tennessee has has Alabama and LSU that are ranked that they've beaten. Nobody else. Anybody else possibly could come in. There's two. There's two possibilities. And I'm I'm curious if it, if you guys think there's a chance either of these two teams can sneak back in. One is Pittsburgh, which Tennessee beat on the road in week two. So Pittsburgh is six and four right now. Their remaining games are against Duke, and then they've got. Uh, why am I blanking <laughs> on their final game? It is a winnable one, but they uh, they got Duke and Miami at Miami. So. They should be able to beat Miami. Duke is seven and three. Mike Elko doing a great job year one. But if Pittsburgh wins those two, do you think they get into that top 25 at eight and four? Possibly. Yeah. You could sneak, could possibly sneak it. They seem to be What are we talking about right now? (laughs) They're trying to manufacture another top 25 win for Tennessee. I I am. I am. That's possible. Yeah, they, they, they do like power five teams at the bottom there. We got NC State right now who's seven and three. We got Oregon State who's seven and right. three. Right. Like Somebody's Tennessee actually out. does have a have a resume that, you know, like Pitt, Florida, LSU, Alabama, Kentucky. Flo- Florida's the one like Kentucky k- killed him. Kentucky killed him by losing to Vandy. Yeah. Florida, if Florida were to be able to beat Vanderbilt and then win at Florida State, which is one of the teams the committee has ranked right now, maybe they crack it. I don't maybe. know about Pitt. You want me to read off Pitt's wins this year? They're not great. Please. They're terrible. <laughs> I'll, exactly. I'll do Will it. you please do it? Florida's, yeah, Florida, Florida's other than Utah are not great either, by the way. Okay, so Pitt, Pitt has, they beat West Virginia, which okay. was ultimately was very consequential. It was for a us. fun West game. Virginia. That was a great game. They beat Western Michigan. Mm-hmm. They beat Rhode Island. We all remember oh, that boy. game. <laughs> they beat Virginia Tech. Oh, boy. So does everybody else. Oof. They did beat um they did they did beat Syracuse 19 and 9. But so is everybody uh, else at this point. <laughs> so everybody else at this point. And uh they beat Virginia by 30. That's uh that's the situation. So Yeah. Not great, Bob. Don't don't, don't want to What you're like, what you're saying is the Duke win could be their best win if they win it. <laughs> the Duke win could be their best win. If they beat Duke. The Slow your roll on Mike Elko right now. Big all I'm is on the stack of 8 and 4 teams, they're they're not the sexiest at this point. Okay. And I don't know. I don't want to interrupt this this fun conversation. But I think I, so. I think Florida has the better chance if they win their their final two of of being like number twenty three. I don't know if you guys have Maction on, but the fifth most intense rivalry in college football is coming down to the wire here. Oh boy, yeah. the the battle for I seventy five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Toledo just scored a touchdown to tie it at thirty four with fifty two seconds left, and it's pending snowing. the extra point in the snow. But they're reviewing if he stepped out out of bounds at the one. So we're what, we're going to get some on this one, Ari. Uh, I hit Toledo plus two twenty five when they were losing, so I'm sweating right now. <laughs> two, two, two and a quarter to one. Uh, well, we can get back to this, but I got the action over here. Yeah, college basketball's dead. I'm turning it. Uh, we're we're well, all Ari, back. Ari, you wanted this to is talk the kind about of snow North we're getting up here right now. By the way, it's not really. It's 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 a nice little flurry. Nebraska getting some snow. Does that mean there's a coach in the in the office? We've been getting or? some light snow here. No, that there's no uh, there's no, <laughs> no smoke <coach>. yet. No <laughs> smoke. <laughs> so so are you wanted to talk North Carolina? Are you and ruling I, I it out, Max? 
What's up? Are you oh, ruling let, out that let, there's let, a coach? Let, let, let's not do that. <laughs> so do, you know yeah, many people, do you know how many people have to get rid of Frost Pun t-shirts that they bought in 2018? Like, it, it's got to be unbelievable. Like, I think Goodwill's probably going to be turning some of those away. I think there'll be third world countries wearing <laughs> Frost t-shirts. Are there are there light pole right puns that anybody can make? What's uh? Well, there are Lance puns for sure. Yeah, there's some there's Lance very puns. naughty Lance puns that can be made. So Lance a lot. Yep. Right. Oh yeah. All right. Are you wanted to talk North Carolina? And I do think we should talk North Carolina. Uh, if if only in the context of Drake May's Heisman chances, because Drake May is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. But they guys, why are they thirteenth right, at this point? Right. You are right What's that they're underappreciated by the committee. Yeah, I mean, you're a Power Five team who hasn't lost in your conference, and you're behind a bunch of teams that have lost twice. And your one loss is to a ranked team now. All of a sudden, you know, I'm not saying that they're you know, a top five team right now. But, you know, it is interesting when you add in, let's just, let's just give uh, North Carolina the win out for the sake of discussion. Yeah. And we have the, we have the win out for North Carolina. We have the win out for USC and then we have Tennessee sitting there. That's a hell of a, a three team quandary you find yourself in, you know? And I think that UNC I think, would probably finish third in that scenario. Yeah, I think UNC like, gets eliminated first, but it is, we are kind of dismissing them out of hand. But we're talking about it feels a like they're dismissing ten win them over Clemson, right? To right, yeah, exactly. Ten win over Clemson, and, and depending on on how that looks. But like, it's like we had North Carolina in our alive mm-hmm. on Saturday night in our live region of like teams that could still make it, right? Yeah. But I feel like if you rule them out as third in that scenario, then really what you're saying is that the only way that they could make it is if everybody loses in front of them which then, in my opinion, kind of puts them in the not alive bracket. So, like, are they alive or are they not alive with this ranking? I thought it was disrespectful. Toledo has kicked the extra point. It is 35-34, everybody. There's 51 seconds left. So I know. I'm gonna, it's I'm going to hold my 51 breath. 51 seconds <laughs> in the snow. snow. Can't wait till Bowling yes. Green nails a 63-yard field goal in the snow just to keep my hot streak going. <laughs> I got crushed this weekend. Every single thing I thought was going to happen didn't happen. So that's why I'm an expert. <laughs> I was convinced Texas was going to beat TCU the entire game. What? Oh man, he was blowing up my texts in yeah. that game. He was he was blowing me up in the first quarters, like TCU's going to lose this game, but aren't they? And I had to I had to break it to him that if t- Texas didn't have some momentum by halftime, that they were going to lose because they're not a second half. Team. I just thought yeah. that eight tackles for loss in the first seventeen plays was a pretty good sign of. I mean, of, talent composite of, alone of guys. dominance. Yeah. I yeah. well, so I I had to spend the entire noon Eastern window telling Ari that LSU, while playing a lot of grab ass, was still going to beat Arkansas, <laughs> and he he refused to believe me. I'm like, I couldn't. They believe can't it. do anything offensively. Errol, <laughs> I guarantee you that okay. if KJ Jefferson was playing that game, they would have lost. LSU would have lost. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. Could happen. But he didn't, and they didn't. So I think I think that that would be a little more fun to watch Harold Perkins try to bring down KJ Jefferson. Just a side. Oh, that would be amazing. But I don't think Harold Perkins would fail in any head to head battle with anybody ever. So I think he's (laughs) the perfect football specimen. (laughs) I love him. Yeah, I was talking to somebody about that today, like because he keeps getting the Micah Parsons comparisons. I think it's more like if Honey Badger were big enough to play linebacker. Like like a Honey Badger, Devin White kind of merger. Like a or a bigger uh, a bigger Derwin James, ooh, like that. Let's keep is it possible yeah, let's to keep be these... bigger than Ber- Derwin. I guess it is. Yeah. Would Harold Perkins be the number one overall pick in this year's draft if he was eligible? 
Uh, no, Drake well, May or Caleb. If Williams we can make, I was gonna say if we can if we can make yeah, younger <laughs> players eligible, it's it's one of those two quarterbacks. I'm trying to be hyperbolic. <laughs> you, it, Andy, to like the Carolina thing, it kind of <laughs> jumps right off the the Tennessee thing. You go down their schedule, it's kind of the same. Oh, problem. you can't find, yeah. Now they got NC Ten- State. This Tennessee week. has Alabama and, and LSU, but yeah, there, there's yeah, nothing. You're, you're just leaning all completely on Clemson and NC State, and yeah, somebody hopefully kind of jumping up and. The committee remembering that App State beat AM. That's about it. I don't want to well, be that. Doesn't mean anything. Man, you know, that <laughs> App State Texas win, A&M at this point. The App State win for A&M's North so Carolina has suffered, and App State's win over AM has suffered. And can I all, can I lay this out here? Yeah, lay it out, Art. Is it possible that LSU is like a semi fraudulent team that's tricked everybody into thinking they're good? Uh no. It's possible okay. that they are a, a team that was kind of discombobulated at first, that's gotten better, that is still quite imperfect, but on the right day can hang with. Because Tennessee is getting a lot of a lot of credit for that one, and it, like that could be the one that that kind of propels them into the playoff if it ends this way. And I'm just wondering if maybe we're viewing LSU a little bit in higher regard than they actually are. Well, I think I think if LSU hangs with Georgia, everybody's gonna appreciate LSU if LSU I just can't get that LSU Tennessee game out of my head well it it was a lot of things went wrong for LSU but again I don't think LSU had found itself I, I think LSU needed the Florida and Ole Miss games to kind of find what it is they're supposed to be and then once they did you know what you know what team was like that back in the day it was the 2013 Auburn team it took losing at LSU to understand what they were and what they did well. The second half, because like they, they, they fell behind by a lot, they kind of came back a little bit in the second half, and they walked out of there going, oh, what we were in the second half is what we should be all season. And then they never lost again until the national title game. So it's, I think it took whatever they did offensively, you know, because against Florida's defense and Ole Miss's defense at those points, you could experiment a little bit and, and still win the game. And so they kind of figured out what they were. Kind of reminds me of the 2012 Texas A&M team, too. Remember? Yeah, exactly. Didn't quite figure out what they had in Johnny Manziel. Lost two games in the first eight, and then all of a sudden they couldn't be beat down the stretch. Yeah, so it, it's going to be uh, this. I don't think they can beat Georgia. Also, Harold Perkins is a true freshman, right? And yes. he's gotten better. So, like, exactly. when you add somebody like that into the mix, well, for example, then he gets better. They, they played one guy at right tackle throughout camp. He starts the Florida State game. It does not go well. They bring in true freshman Emory Jones, who had not played tackle in camp. They'd been playing him at guard in camp. They've, they've been willing to experiment. Like, they had to, they had to kind of figure out where everybody fit. And, like, if they don't have that Florida State loss, I think we're looking at them differently. Though, I would agree with you, Ari, getting their, blow, their doors blown off by Tennessee at home just kind of sticks with they you looked they looked like com- just like completely and utterly incompetent in every single way in that game yes and it's just it kind of blows my mind that they've been able to crawl their way back up and i'm uh, you know maybe brian kelly just deserves all the credit in the world for oh don't talk here come about the it. falcons baby whoa <laughs> oh oh did they convert a third and 15 with a they did. Wow. they did wow Look at 30, 15 in the snow, and they complete a deep pass. Look That's at that. Crazy, that was beautiful. These are beautiful giant snowflakes falling in Toledo, by the way. Oh, we're Just past beautiful. midfield here. Oh, this Party is... Field goal now, range. 28 Maction, seconds. Maction kickers 
with game winners. <laughs> Not a great track record. Guys, can I just I, I just need this one, okay? Just like let's we're, we're rooting for Toledo here and like like <laughs> all this fi- all this excitement for Hey guys. Yeah. Think about this. Cuz everybody complains that all we ever talk about is the playoff. And this is the playoff ranking reaction show. So theoretically we should talk about the playoff, but guess what? We're talking about Maction. <laughs> and it's it glorious. It's it all, Tuesday it night, and we're watching Bowling Green and Toledo, and I could not be having more fun. The the Bowling it Green's is. kicker, as long as his 45 this year, so he, you know he's going to hit like a 55 to kill Ari here. Yeah, right? he's going to it's, it's bury it. Or they're going to get to the five, and then and then he's, he's going to have to kick it. a chip shot, and it's going to double doink. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the ball's going to create a hole in the net that catches it. It's going to be so well struck. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this movie all weekend. I know what's happening here. Golly, you were at that. You were at that Arkansas A&M game. You saw that ball bounce off the top of that upright Ari. That was the only time in my life I've ever seen that. And I was sitting in the press box. I was like, "What the heck did I just see?" <laughs> that was the ultimate stoink. Now, it's like that's actually should have been a good field goal because co- the tip of the ball it, went through the uprights in a college stadium that goes over the pole, right? Because the, yep. the NFL ones are taller. Yep. Yeah, that's right. It's all about lasers, Andy. We got to get lasers. <laughs> we definitely need some lasers. I do think it is really archaic that we still have a chain gang. I agree. One of my wife's uh, closest friends' husbands is a Big Twelve ref, and he was nice. over at my house. And Sources. I was like, <laughs> it wasn't a sword. I was just like yelling at him, like, "How do you do the chains? Like, if if somebody's an inch short, how do you know it's precisely an inch? It drives me insane." The and he goes, "Dude, is they don't know." He goes, dude, we've got to figure it out. We're good. Like, I don't need, I don't want you to talk to me about lasers right now. Just let me have my bean dip and leave me alone. <laughs> the best part about Maction is how the offenses can look completely incompetent for three plays. Oh, and then on third or fourth down, look absolutely amazing. Max, you're ahead of me and it's killing me right now. I'm ahead of you. <laughs> oh, I'm, no. watch, I'm watching you no. react to the plays and I don't know oh, no, what's happening. Hurt. Okay. Don't yeah. be hurt. Uh, he got up. Okay, good. I, I was limping though. Third and ten. Yeah, Oof. yeah. We just got to get off the field here. Ari, Ari, you. I got. <laughs> I like your chances, hit. Ari. I like your I, chances. This is right my now. first time sweating a bet pretty hard on uh, a live show, so I hope <sighs> this is a good time to, to remind everybody on. that Ari and I will be live from Mandalay Bay on Championship Saturday and on the day that the final playoff rankings are revealed on that Sunday. What? So we will be in the sports book at Mandalay Bay. It is going to be spectacular. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna bring what's left on my wallet. We're gonna have some fun. We're trying yeah. to come up with a bet for <laughs> we're trying to come up with a bet for the Pac-12 title game. And I guess we should probably wait till we find out who's gonna play in it first. But Ari and I are going to cover the Pac-12 title game that Friday night since we'll we'll be next door anyway. And we so you gotta sober up for that part of it. Exactly. Well, we were thinking about the bet for that game should be the loser has to do the scorpion shot at Nacho Daddy, Ooh, which wow. repulses me. <laughs> well, it repulses me. To, it, it's oh, you'd be fine. You'd be like, oh, give me the an scorpion. It's an insect and like, a tequila shot. You know, you'd hold the thing by the stinger and let it down in your mouth. You know how sick you are with these food challenges. Don't try to fool people into thinking that you wouldn't. Lie. Oh God, this uh, de- this pressure. edge rusher number ninety one for. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no! no! Oh, no! He's still oh, going! Touchdown! He's going bowling green! Touchdown! Wow. That was amazing! 
Oh, oh Ari, I'm it's, so sorry. It's kind of like, the receiver. It's almost look like at these thought for a second. Do I need to lay down in the snow goal? Yes, 42 yards. Wow, to Ron Keith, that was incredible. Man, that was third awesome. long. You know, well, once again. Oh, and and look, the same edge rusher who crushed the quarterback on the previous play crushed him, got free again, and he just ducked under. That was great. Stepped up in the pocket, broke free to the right side, found his open guy. That was textbook. We get we get paid on Friday. Is that right? Um, Yeah. No, we we got we got paid tonight. (laughs) Did we? He lost money. Oh man, guys, that one's that's this is our job. Can you believe this? I'm going to need to keep it too. I think that's uh, (laughs) that's a real kick in the knackers, as I'll say. You know. (laughs) All right, there's nine seconds left. It's Maxion. You know what stinks is it wasn't a huge bet, but like if if they like was two and a half, way, you have to go for Ari's you have to go for two here, off. right? You got to go for two. Yes. God. Yeah. It's like can I? I Come I'm on, just Scott Leffler. Hold up those two fingers. I am cold. I I had to just I couldn't say what happened because I knew I was ahead of you guys. But. <laughs> Max, the second he the second he broke. The uh, the first tackle and I saw your face. I'm like, he's scoring. Like I just like I knew it. And then I, I got okay, the... here's finally the replay. Honestly, yeah. I thought he was like maybe gonna go down. There were three points where he should have been tackled. Okay, man. Oh, oh, friggin' Debo Samuel over here. Oh my god. <laughs> Look at the cutback. Slips that one. That nice. was two Broke. guys. That was amazing. Two guys. That ran into each other. That, that is tremendous. I listen. We need a we need a coach thirty. On that play alone, mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody we got Davis playing. over here. <coughs> not an athlete. Moments too big. I love that guy. Yeah, I love yeah, those. Not videos. really an athlete. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm so the way the way he sets up the mama joke at the end is just tremendous. You know what stinks is that everybody's enjoying how much pain I'm in right now, and like I, I actually know. am very upset. Oh yeah, it looks like the commenters are into this. Huh? It's interesting. Listen, this is what it's oh, all about, oh, guys. Oh. Forget, for, Max, stop it. I thought the oh, oh, oh meant like maybe we throw like a grab-ass pick six here for the two-point conversion. No, it's a two-point conversion. It's no, all your, good, your guy baby. number 19 Easy. was wide no, open. Been a pick, what was the score? Uh, 35. Oh, they're dancing. They're dancing. That wasn't a gritty. What was that? We need to know what that dance is. Oh, man. Well, we got nine seconds. Oh, left my son was doing that. That's there's, there's, there's like a new dance that the kids are doing that looks kind of like a Cossack dance. That's what they were doing. And I just like thought I was being savvy, too. It's like, oh, you got a 17-point favorite. Maction. We're getting two and a half to one here. Not really a gambler. You pissed down your leg. Pissed down my leg. Not really an athlete. <laughs> Toledo, Toledo playing too much grab ass. Yeah. Just, that was, explain to me, that, like all I do all day, I don't cover college football. I cover grab ass. <laughs> Ari, if they, if they house this kickoff, are you going to like take your shirt off or something? Uh, you want, it's the second time you've brought that up. If you want me to take off my shirt, just text me. I mean, I'll what's the reaction? Good. I mean, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to give it away. Here. We, we've but. not really had a tarp off podcast. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, well, maybe we'll hit the Mandalay Bay pool and, and do it with the waves on. You know, you know, just get the get the. The, the good news mic. is we're we're at the hour and five minute mark. So huh? the only people with us still are the true believers. Uh, yep. And I just love yeah. if you are in your car right now. And and you're you've you've caught the second half of the show as you're driving home from work on Wednesday, and you're just reliving Maxion with us right now. You are the you are our people. My wife just texted people. me. How much did we lose? <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I heard the we door didn't of, lose anything. I heard the door of my bedroom yeah. slam, which means my wife is like, "Would you shut up? I'm trying to sleep." Uh, I yeah, did. I, uh, I just got an angry text from my wife that said, "The kids!" Exclamation point. Yeah, so, I woke up our won't baby. Won't someone on... think of the children? You're like Bowling Green, Guys. baby, Bowling Guys, Green. Did you see uh, what just happened? What the hell was that? A safety? <laughs> what is this? Did he go what out of the end zone and then back into the end zone? They got a safety. Toledo got safety on the kickoff return. Oh my god. <laughs> got safety on the kickoff return. <laughs> oh my god! What was that? I think that that two point that was, conversion that was some grab ass by the kicker. Team, really. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, I don't we're think it was a safety though. They have not. They've not called the safety. I mean, it's he definitely. It up. No, oh, he's he out of the end, the end zone. zone Does he, he run back in? in? Stiff armed. There's no forward progress. He got tackled. On that play. As, yeah, he went back in. He didn't. He was. He was physically dragged back in. I, I think it's their ball in the one. It's their oh, ball in the one. All right. Well, okay. Gotta, we, okay. Let's just gotta cling on. To, it's like when you have a lottery ticket and you just feel like oh, I'm gonna win. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we're watching here right now. The thing that stinks about this too ball, is that if if the craziest ending or tie in the history of Maction happened right now, look Max at this dude with his shirt off in the snow. This is a tarp off podcast. <laughs> yeah, tarp it's off. Not us. I will I'm take my shirt off here. if Toledo scores. I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> I will. <sighs> You're not gonna say anything. I can see the reflection of the game in your eyeballs. <laughs> 99 yards. Max's reactions are, are are tremendous. This is, they got five seconds to go. Ninety. He didn't even time out. They need it. He didn't even pitch it. Come All right, on. some laterals. No, oh, that was terrible. It was a hook and ladder, but what they just waste. forgot about the ladder. What a it was uh, just went out of bounds. What are you? It was just a hook. Uh, I'm not do, sure do, they got back to. Do the you have an early which, class which tomorrow? Like, what are you doing? That yeah, that didn't work out well for anyone, but. Not very good. I'm happy that somebody else in the chat was on Toledo with me. So, you know, text me later. We can talk about it. <laughs> Listen, I woke up my infant child at one in the morning on Saturday because of a bet losing. So, I mean, like, well, I'm, I'm having a hot week. <laughs> who, who Everybody. When Arizona didn't kick the field goal um, oh, no. or didn't go for it at the end. Remember, they're up by three and they faced a fourth and goal from like the or fourth and two, actually, from like the four yard line. And they kicked the field goal to go up six instead of try to end the game there or go up 10 or get the first down to take knees, which I thought was the cowardliest cowl I've ever seen in my entire life. I thought for sure that UCLA was going to go down the field and score and win. And I thought so much that I placed a large wager at four to one um, just for that final drive. And I told doing? Andy that, and it was a large wager for me. Like I was like, there's no way that this is like <laughs> multiple four and a half units, to one. Lots of units. It was it was multiple units on multiple units because I was thought I thought for sure they were going to win and it was four to one. So if you know anything about me, I really lean into it when I'm confident about something. And UCLA's driving, they're driving. I'm like, oh my god, what am I going to buy? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna. And then DTR I'm gonna get so hat many hats man. from so many resorts. Oh my god, I'm gonna go to a new resort and get a new hat. Uh, you know, uh, get a massage and then buy a hat. Maybe buy a bathrobe and slippers. I don't know what I was going to do. I was going to buy something. And DTR missed. They they had it. It was there, and and he missed the throw, and I uh, I screamed <laughs> right before our podcast. And uh, I haven't heard I, I haven't heard the end of that since. You know, my wife is a brave woman, guys. I he she's a brave. Claire in the chat 
Andy and Ari are forever trying to start an OnlyFans. The pain versus pleasure playoff debate was so unbelievably sexual for a conversation about football. It is shocking how many of our conversations turn sexual on this show. Yeah. Somebody somebody, uh, posted in this chat, live odds for Ari eventually getting canceled, minus (laughs) 1,000. I got to, I got to, you know, I'm happy you guys are making me laugh because I'm going to go cry in the shower right before bed. (laughs) As one does, we <laughs> probably you- should all we probably should all go to bed. But before we leave you, I want to make sure everybody knows to listen to Ari on Stars Matter. Listen to Max and Sam on Max and Sam. Who do we got this week? Do we do we have a guest this week? Are we? Uh, is that a mystery? Is that no, a- DVD? Still that out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's probably going to be a big one. Every single time you guys have a guest, I'm like, God, they got, they got the best guests on the feed. It's unbelievable. So it's just, Sun, yeah, I, Sunny I'm, Dykes I'm last thinking week. Brit. Is Brit available? I, I mean, honestly, you guys are going to need a three-hour winner to, to parse through. She's got a lot to unpack there, I think. Yeah, she's she's just going to complain about it's Ari. The There's a tell-all podcast on Thursday It was not yeah, a great but, mood move to wake up an infant at one in the morning because you're screaming about gambling. Well, I've apparently woken everybody up. I hear a lot of action outside. That's a bad sign at 11.04 p.m. Only, on a, we on a should do a, a random <laughs> ranking uh, on Monday's show of our OnlyFans account name. Would it be Ass After Dark? Uh, ass Juice. Be, ass Juice. Eyes <laughs> being dudes. Yeah. Dudes everywhere. Dudes everywhere. <laughs> we love you. You can hear us all week. We'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>